Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Welcome back to A Better Way podcast. Today we have Michaela White from uh, Muscles and Macros for Moms. And we are super excited to talk to her about her uh, fitness and uh, nutrition business that is geared towards moms, how she got here, uh, what she really is passionate about in helping moms, and like just how do you fit in this whole workout slash eating healthy thing when you've got two or one or five children, right? So we're super excited to chat with her. Um, hey, Michaela. Hey, how are you guys? Good, good. So, all right. So start us at the beginning, right? So you've got two little girls. What is, what's your background and how did you come to start this business? Absolutely. Well, I actually got a bachelor's degree in exercise and wellness. Um, what, what actually, well, let's back up a little bit more to that. Like what actually led me to doing that is I think like growing up my, my mom, like she never really was involved with like cooking and we ate so much like processed foods. And it kind of, like, I always struggled with body image because I was always just like a little bit overweight. I never felt good in my body. And so like when I got to college, I started like diving into the, trying to learn how to cook healthy, trying to kind of introduce myself into the whole foods. And that's what kind of like sparked my interest in wanting to learn more about it. And so I decided to get my degree in exercise and wellness because I found that like, I was really, really passionate about eating healthy because versus what I had like grown up with. And then what I was starting to do, it changed how I felt. It changed my mental health and it literally just made like the biggest difference in my life. And so I got my degree and then I ended up training in a small gym right after I graduated. So I, I'm certified as a personal trainer and as a nutrition coach on top of my degree. And then, so I did that for a little bit. And then I took some time off um, when my husband got into medical school and we had our first daughter. And then after having her, <laughs> I just like, you know, after you have your baby, you have a whole bunch of like body weight and some people it's really, really easy to lose the weight. And then some people, it just, they struggle with it and it just clings onto them. And what I was having a hard time with mentally was like, I would see these people on Instagram, like saying, you don't need to lose the weight. You don't like focus on your baby after you've given birth. And that was like, I wanted to kind of shift the mindset of 
yeah, you don't need to lose weight. And like, and I knew my body, like I knew I was worthy without having to lose the weight and getting my body back, but I wanted to. And I don't think enough people talk about the wanting to, because, um, it's all about, you know, body, like self-love and all of that on Instagram, you know, you like see that all the time. And, but for me, like when I'm in shape, when I'm eating right, that's taking care of myself first. And it gives me the energy to take care of my kids better. And I have better mental health when I'm eating right. And when I'm going to the gym and it just makes me feel better. So I, I want to shift the mindset of, I mean, like everyone says, you don't need to, you're worthy. And like, I want you to know you are worthy. You don't have to lose the weight, but it's okay to want to lose the weight and want to feel confident and have more energy because it's so, so important as moms, especially when you're a stay-at-home mom, you need to prioritize your health and your wellness. Um, not only your physical, but your mental, it all just kind of comes together. Um, so that's basically why I am wanting to help other moms kind of do the same thing and just learning how to put a, like a system in place, getting motivated, creating the habits that, that will get them there. Sorry. Long answer. <laughs> no, that's no. Great. Go ahead. Courtney. I love it. I was just going to say that a hundred percent resonates with where I'm at right now. Um, it, you know, two things that you said, one is like, I know my body and I know I'm carrying a little bit of extra weight after baby number two and I can't shake it. And I'm not quite sure why, but I feel it even if other people don't immediately see it. And that's me. And I want to do it for myself. And then I think part two of what you mentioned that's so powerful for moms is it also represents putting yourself first and prioritizing yourself in something you want. And I think that that's something that's so difficult for us to do. So just everything you said, like I can feel it in my bones and can so relate to that. Yeah, there's such a... I think to social media, Instagram, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. There is this, if you come out and say, hey, I'm putting myself first, right? And even if you don't say that, but, um, you know, I don't have enough followers to have any like mom shamers, but, you know, I made a joke about, I made a whole reel about how going on vacation with your kids isn't really going on vacation, right? Because like, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that was, I felt kind of gypped after my vacation because I'm like, that was not a vacation. That was harder than just going to work for the week. Um, and, you know, saying those things out loud or putting yourself first is just not, um, not something that's encouraged and a message that moms are hearing, right? And I think it's so true, especially with postpartum, you know, depression rates and the hormones being crazy, like, Moms should be, if they want to, should be trying to take care of themselves and having some time alone. And I think, I think that's such an important message that you're sending. Absolutely. And just to kind of add on to that, like when I, (laughs) the first time around, when I like started working out again, like so quickly after having my baby, like the weight started like coming off and people would like make the comment, like you don't even look like you had a baby. Like if you lose any more weight, you're not even going to look like a mom and almost like in a condescending way, like, Ooh, 
it, and I've gotten this a lot and it, it just like, it frustrates me because they don't see like what it does for my mental health. Like so many people, um, I've actually talked to a couple moms this past week and they're saying like, you know, I, I didn't start like working out or getting my health back on track right after my baby, because I was just trying to focus on my baby. But at the same time, like it was just so hard on me mentally because I was constantly worried about like not having energy and just wanting to be myself again, not feeling like myself. And what people don't see is like, yeah, I've lost a lot lot of weight and I did it quickly. But by doing that, my mental, like I've never experienced, um, like postpartum depression. Um, I'm happy as a stay at home mom. Like I can deal with my kids. I have patience. And I think when you just, you make it a priority to put your health first, it just makes your whole life, like all the different parts of your life so much better. Cause you're, you're men- mentally healthier. Yeah. It's so true. And it also like resonates with me just in the work that I do as well with, um, you know, you talked about how you grew up and with a lot of processed food. And I think a lot of us, um, you know, that grew up in that generation, like that was pretty normal. My husband and I were the other day, we're talking about like, remember those cans of juice? It would come in like a big can and your, your mom would like, poke a hole in the top of it and like put it into your cup. And I'm pretty sure it was just pure sugar. But anyway, like I think as moms, we're a lot, we're a lot um, more educated now, like about the dangers of that, right? Like there's an obviously an obesity crisis in this country. And Mm -hmm. um, I think another thing that's important that you're showing your kids is that you, you have two girls. So this is even more important um, I would argue is that like when they become moms, they're going to know that it's okay to take care of themselves and they're, and they're going to look for partners who feel like that's important, right? Like you're just teaching them so much that by, by you just doing what you're doing and taking care of yourself, you're teaching them to, um, that that's okay. Right. And that absolutely. They yeah. Kids definitely learn by, by watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, I love the story and I love what you're doing. Let's talk a little bit about like the nuts and bolts of starting a business when you're a mom. Right. So mm-hmm. did you, so you were a trainer. Did you stop yeah. doing that after you had kids and then you started this at some point or just like walk us through like how, how that worked yeah. and maybe like what's been the most challenging part of it? Sure. Um, so yeah, I train clients in the gym, um, prior to having my first daughter. And then when I got, when she was born, it was actually the same time that my husband had gotten to medical school. And so we moved cross country and I kind of decided to take the time off with a whole adjustment, everything just to be home with my daughter. And then I got pregnant with my second and after my second, I, I don't know when, like before I became a mom, it's kind of funny. Cause I'd be like, you know what? I don't necessarily like really need a career. Like I just, I want to be a mom. 
and then you become a mom and you're like, okay, this isn't as fun as, as I thought it was going to be like, <laughs> you know, like you, you picture yourself like being this like perfect mom and yeah, I'm going to do all these things with my kids. And then you're there and it's like, okay, this isn't as fulfilling as, as I thought it was going to be. And I love being a mom, but there was a piece of me that needed to be contributing to society a little bit more, I think. And so after my second was born, I talked to my husband. I was like, I want to start working. Like I want to start helping people again, but I don't necessarily want to leave my kids. Cause I, I still loved being a mom. And I loved the time I was able to spend with them. Um, so I was like, okay, you know what? Like I've had some, some of my past clients that I've worked with in the gym, reach out to me and say, Hey, are you doing like online coaching? And this was kind of, um, the idea started sparking when COVID was going on. And I had some people reaching out to me saying, Hey, do you do, do online? And I hadn't. And so after my second was born, I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I could start doing it. And it's, it's kind of fun because I hated the idea of starting my own business. Like it just seemed really risky investing money into it. And just like hard knowing like all the ins and outs that go into it. Um, but anyways, I decided I was just going to go for it and, um, kind of had to have the expectation that this might take a long time to build because of the limited time I have. And I think that's the biggest struggle I'm facing right now is just time management because I have to like time block my entire day. Like, okay, in the morning I go to the gym with my kids and then I get my, and then I have like a couple hours when I'm home to be with my kids, my kids nap and I do work (laughs) for like two to three hours. My kids are up. We do whatever we have dinner. I work for another hour at night and then we get ready for bed and (laughs) trying to figure out that schedule in the beginning was like really, really hard because I wanted to like do everything all day long. Cause I had this big list of things that needed to get done and there just wasn't enough time in the day. So I think for if you're a mom trying to do this, I think you just have to have like a realistic mindset that it's going to take the time that it's going to take. <laughs> and you just need to be focused when you set aside that time to work. And then when you're with your kids, be focused on your kids. That would yeah. probably be my, the biggest thing that I've learned so far <laughs> is just prioritizing, prioritizing my time. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I've learned the same exact thing. Like there were so many times where I was trying to multitask and then I wasn't feeling good about the work I was doing. And then I also wasn't feeling good about the attention or lack of attention I was giving my kids. And so now there's a lot more peace. If I just, if I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm just going to need to an extra hour later, but I'm going to be fully present with the kids or say to my husband, I need you to take the kids so I can get one hour of work in on the weekends. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm not good at juggling and kudos to the moms who can, but I found out very quickly that that's not me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is a hard part of it. I, I am not good. I sort of like, I feel like I'm just working all the time and I'm never getting anything done, but you know what my problem is? I don't plan. <laughs> At least I know that's my problem. I'm not organized. I never have a plan. And so I always feel like I'm getting nothing done, even though I am getting a lot done. I just, I just feel that way. But yeah, you know what I do every Sunday night, I look at like my week ahead and I make a plan 
like I just write everything down that I need to do during the week. So I kind of have this like to-do list. And then when I get to the time that I have to work, I have it in front of me. like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I'm not like wasting my time figuring out, okay, what needs to be done? Like I already have that in front of me. So I can just go from one task to the next. And, and it kind of helps me be a little bit more productive throughout the week, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a quick question for you, Michaela. And something that I'm interested about is, so your journey, you kind of built this business at the same time as you have um, kind of recovered, I should say, from having your second child. And I find it interesting because you've kind of been going through that journey of being able to, you know, find time in your schedule to prioritize yourself and your own health, both physical and your mental and emotional health and well-being. Um, Mm -hmm. There's obviously a lot of like physical healing that needs to happen from having a baby and then also running around with a toddler. So is there anything that you've learned in your journey in which you are doing the same thing that a lot of your clients are looking to do, yet you're in that leader or coach position. And I ask because I think that the more I chat with entrepreneurs, the more that they have a specialty or an area of expertise, but you go through seasons in life. And sometimes you're either relearning or having to go through similar experiences to those that you're teaching. And I'd love to know a little bit about how that played out as you've built your business. Yeah. So, um, I think the biggest thing is just figuring out a schedule that works. Um, when I first had my daughter, well, I mean, you obviously have to give yourself some time to recover and I didn't start working out until like, I think it was like eight weeks postpartum. Um, they usually give you the clear at six weeks, but I waited till eight weeks cause I just felt like my body needed that. And it, it took me a couple of weeks to really get a system down because, um, like, obviously like you have to figure out your, your kids and especially like the newborn schedule, it, it changes. And I think you, you need to be able to adapt <laughs> when your children are, you know, from day to day. So well, I'm, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. <laughs> Um, so definitely just, um, having a, a good schedule and being able to adapt to what your kids are, are doing and how they feel that day. So like, for example, I set the goal of, you know, I'm going to make it to the gym three times this week. And so I have a lot of flexibility and I help other moms do this too, because if you have the goal of making it to the gym every single day, and it doesn't happen, it can be really, I guess, like, you can feel like you failed. And just having like little milestones that you can do, I think is really helpful. So I would say like, give yourself, well, for me, I would give myself like, three days a week was my like base goal. If my kids are just like not on schedule, if they're fussy that day, I'd be like, you know what, today's not a great day to go to the gym. Um, and just brush it off. We'll try again tomorrow. And I think that's just what, what moms, like especially new moms, when they're trying to get into their teen is they just, they have to be adaptable and have realistic expectations. And that's a whole lot of what I do with my, my coaching. I help moms work through those barriers and, you know, figure out time management and setting like little goals 
that eventually lead to their bigger goals. Did that answer your question? <laughs> She's probably oh. talking on mute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was talking on mute. Um, sorry about that. I said it does. And I said, one of the things I was interested in was, you know, as you are going through an experience similar to some of your clients, um, especially, you know, having babies, I don't want to say it's cyclical, but you go through that experience multiple times um, and recover from it is, do you feel like that helped um, enrich your entrepreneurial journey and that you're closer to your customer and you're a little bit closer to, and it's fresh in your mind, the challenges they have and what they're going through? Oh, absolutely. I have a couple clients right now that they just had babies and it's so easy to resonate with them and, you know, just kind of put yourself in those shoes. Cause I've been there and I know exactly what they're going through. And so it's a whole lot easier for me to be able to help them because I've experienced the same things that they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel too, Michaela, with my picky eater who I really think he wakes up and like creates a plan every day to ruin my life. Um, <laughs> and it's so easy to help other moms of picky eaters because I'm literally living it every day. So I know exactly, exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question about, so you and I are similar in that we have like health and wellness businesses, right? And like, when I thought about transitioning to this type of role, right? Because I actually came from a very different background that it wasn't always what I did. Um, but when I thought about transitioning, I was super focused on the fact that I would get to help other moms who are going through this. And mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily like think about all the stuff that goes along with that. Right. And I find that like most days, like I'm, I'm probably like a marketing specialist, right? <laughs> like that's like <laughs> what, what I do the most of. And yes, I use my expertise in, you know, picky eating. Right. But for the, the majority of my time is spent trying to market. And that sometimes is hard for me. Um, it was, is there, has there been anything surprising like that where you're spending a lot of time on something you would, you didn't think you would? Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. <laughs> I definitely think like just the little, the little marketing things that you have to do and like the things that you have to put out there, just like, just giving people like the content every day that draws them in. <laughs> um, but actually one thing that I, I started doing was outsourcing my like little $10 tasks. And I have a friend who just like needed a little side gig, um, just to have a little bit extra money. And so I decided to, to hire her as just a virtual assistant. And that has been such a game changer for me because she deals with all of the little nitty gritty things that need to be changed on like documents or responding to just small client questions um, or just like the marketing side, like putting my content out there. I think that has helped so, so much um, just so that I can focus on actually helping my clients and not like the small little $10 an hour tasks that we have to do every day as part of a business. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I, we, I have a full-time nanny cause I still work in my corporate full-time job. And, um, she, my son sleeps for two hours still in the middle of the day. And I've been like tempted to be like, Hey, do you want me to pay you like a totally different rate to do like marketing <laughs> tasks for me? Yeah. <laughs> um, so and like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't able, like, especially when you're just starting out, you, you don't have the money to, but even like just finding help, like there's people who have reached out to me like, Hey, if you need my, like, if you need me to take your kids, um, let me do it. And I think in the past, I would always be like hesitant, like, no, I don't want to put my kids like in your hand. Like, you don't have to deal with that. (laughs) I would feel guilty, like letting her take my kids. But now I'm like, okay, you know what? She's offering to help me. I'm going to take the help. So I think Mm -hmm. when people offer to help with your kids or really in any, like any part of your life or business, just like, like, let people help you. Wait, I love that. There advice. are these people that want to take your children because <laughs> I need those people. <laughs> I have a pretty good small community here in um in my in Lexington. So we have a, a little mom group that we get together every week and we all kind of pitch in with each other's kids. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. <laughs> that is so amazing. That I feel does not happen often enough. I have a great, so I have a great little mom group in my town, but And I've actually like, you know, uh, one of us had a premature, like, like two months premature baby. Um, He's now like almost eight months and doing great. But, um, you know, like I kept saying, like, please, like, I want to help. Like, what can we do to help? You know? And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's so hard for moms to ask for help. So I think Mm -hmm. it's like twofold. Like, it's amazing that people are offering to help you and it's amazing that you are like taking them up on it. Cause you're right. Like, most moms won't. And I, another thing, like, I think it just starts, like if someone isn't offering you, like maybe you'd be like, Hey, do you want me to take your kids for a time? And then usually they'll be like, yeah, maybe we could switch. Like I'll take your kids this day. You take my kids that day. Like if you just like make the initial offer, then I find that a lot of times they'll kind of make the offer back too. I was just going to say, like, I find myself because I feel like it was much more commonplace, like in our mom's generations to like take each other's kids for like a day or when someone's in a pinch and it's not a commonplace now that I find I'll go to extend the offer, but then I will have to say, um, I like hold myself back and don't say anything. Cause I'm like, well, they think I'm weird because they've never watched my kids or they ne- they've never offered to watch my kids. Do they trust me? It's all these, like, because no one's doing it, I feel like it holds us back from offering it up to each other. But my friend Kelly and I joke all the time. And it is funny because I've offered to take her kids and she's offered to take mine. And we've never actually taken each other up on the offer, but we always say, they say it takes a village. Where is our village? We're waiting for our village to show up because there is no village these days. We feel like like the lone soldiers. Um, so I do think that part of it is because, like you said, Michaela, no one's taking that initiative. We're all just kind of sitting there. And I don't want to say misery, but we're sitting in there in our own little homes trying to figure it out ourselves when that was never the intent. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Michaela, where did you move from? We were in Utah for for our undergrads. We're actually both, me and my husband are both from here in Kentucky. And um, oh. we went out to Utah for our undergrads. We also have a lot of family out there too. 
And then he got into medical school back out here, which was really, really lucky because now we're close to family. Um, so that's what brought us back. Okay. Got it. So you're from Kentucky, but you uh-huh. were living in, okay. Just curious. And um, so for your business, did you, sorry, Daniel, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask. So for your business, you had mentioned, um, you know, a lot of people were asking if you did digital, um, or online classes, I should say, or coaching. Um, uh-huh. and so do you find that most of your coaching clients are, um, online, which it sounds like it is. And if so, are they people that you knew from your network or is it people that you found through social media? I'm always interested to understand how much of people's business is if you're comfortable sharing referral versus like cold leads that found you via Instagram or some other, um, space online and engaged you for your services. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm still fairly new. A lot of my clients, I have a couple that were like, past like people in the gym that I had were like yeah I was training um but right now I've most of the clients I've gotten are like a lot of referrals and people who um were friend of a friend or something like that I haven't gotten a whole lot of like the cold people don't know me coming out and reach out to me yet (laughs) um hopefully we'll see more of that in the future but yeah a lot of it is just referrals right now that's awesome though. Um, I actually feel like that's uh, that, you know, the more that I talk to people, the more I realize that so many successful businesses are really built on the referral strategy, even if you have a social presence and obviously you're working to build that up is amazing, but the referrals are really so powerful for things like coaching services or service-based businesses. So that's awesome to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Court, do you have any, um, any recommendations for getting that cold those cold customers, because I'd like to know where they are too. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I think it depends. You know, one of the things that Danielle and I've been chatting about is the power of Pinterest. And I actually think like, um, I mean, Kayla, I'm actually not sure if you're on Pinterest, but like, I'm the type of person that if I have a fitness question, like as a mom or like a health question, I often go to Pinterest because I feel like it's a mom thing to do. I don't know. I just really like Pinterest for things like healthy eating and, for self-care and for fitness. Um, but I definitely think building up, um, email lists. So actually I was looking at Michaela's Instagram earlier today and you had like an amazing pancake recipe on there with like blueberries and it looks like peanut butter. I don't know, but I was like, I would sign up if she'll send me healthy recipes and workouts like that. Um, and maybe you do already have an email list like that, Michaela, but if you do, I'll go sign up for it right now. But I feel like that's really the best way to nurture some of these, um, individuals that you're making connections with online is build the email list. Yeah. That's actually what I am focusing on right now. I kind of, I, I do my like my goals in like 90 day segments, I guess you could say. So like for these like next 90 days, I'm actually working on building up my email list and people who sign up, like I, I give them like a, well, the biggest question I get is about like how to start tracking macros. And so I have a free guide that people can, um, get when they opt into my email list. And then every week I am starting to do like a weekly fitness tip or nutrition tip, or I'll send out like a recipe. Um, so that's a great incentive for people to, to sign up to my email list. But yeah, that's what I'm, I'm working towards right now. 
I love it. Can you talk a little bit more about these 90 day, almost like sprints? I've been hearing a lot about this and I'm going to try to adopt this in my own business, but like sprints seem doable for me because I like a start and a finish to things, even if it means I need to go harder, really focus in on one thing, um, for a specific period of time. And I love the idea of a 90 day sprint. Cause to me, that seems doable, but it also gives you enough time to actually make a dent in whatever your big project is for your business. So is this something you just started or you've seen success with in the past? Um, this is something I'm just starting because someone actually introduced the idea to me um, not too long ago. I was like, okay, I need to do this because for me, I have like, oh, I want to like grow my following. I, I need to create this course. I need to fix um, or I need to like whatever. Um, I have so many things I want to do that it's hard to like zone in on one area because I get so distracted trying to do it all at once. So like, even though I want to kind of take on more clients and work on my marketing and, um, like ads and stuff like that as well, I am like, okay, you know what, right now I'm just going to focus on my email list. I'll do what I need to do to grow my email list. And then maybe I'll go to ads next. And I think like so far I'm in like, I'm a month into it (laughs) and I've just had to like put blinders on to everything else um, in my business right now. And it's actually been so, so helpful. So I recommend it to like anybody, um, who's just like, not really sure where to go next. Um, where they feel like they just have so many things on their to-do list. Just pick one, like one big thing or one section of your business and run with it for 90 days and see where it takes you. I love it. One other thing to do that. (laughs) I know. Well, one other thing that kind of goes along with this is I was chatting with someone earlier this morning and she had did this exercise where she plotted out her, what an ideal week could look like. And she put first before she put her work commitments down, she put all of her home commitments. Like when you're feeding the baby, when you're getting the kids ready for school, when the kids are at school or daycare and you during those times you have like white space, unless you have a predetermined client call. So anything that's like a commitment, like a call exercise, a doctor's appointment, um, dropping off the kids, getting the kids ready, you put that on your calendar and then you step back and you can see where all your white spaces. And that's where you have time either to rest or to get work done. And if you keep that in that mental picture. If you go back to that every day or every week, you can clearly see where your white space is to get things done. And then you can stop overwhelming yourself or over obligating yourself. And I think that that goes along with this 90 day sprint. Cause what I find is that when I have that white space, but I have 10 things in my mind that I want to do, I'm diluting all of them. And if I knew I only had one thing to do and I had an hour of white space every single day, I'm thinking about how much more effective that would be and how much quicker I could get it done. So I think Michaela, you're onto something and I'm going to combine those two strategies and see if it works and I'll report back. <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right, let's let's uh, let's end here with what your offers are, right? Like, how do you structure? If somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need. Um, what do you typically offer, right? Like, how is it structured? How can people work with you? And, um, and then like, where's the best place for them to reach you or follow your content? Yeah. So right now I'm actually focusing on 
just one-on-one clients. So um, people who they have, like they know what they're supposed to do, but they just, they struggle doing it and applying the knowledge that they, that they have. Um, or people who really just have no clue where to go. I do, so one-on-one, I do like weekly calls and I use that time to educate while giving direction. So I teach them, or I, I show them what they need to do. I give them a plan, but I also teach them so that they know how to create a plan going forward when their time is up with me. Because I feel like my biggest thing is setting people up for the long term. And I, I think a lot of trainers or fitness coaches, they'll give you a plan to follow, but they don't necessarily teach you how to create a plan yourself. And so that's what I'm really, really big about is making sure when people leave me, they are set and they know how to do it on their own so that they this, they see the long-term success and long-term maintenance of the results that they get. Um, but if anyone is interested in working one-on-one with me, um, you can just go to the link in my bio on Instagram or on Facebook. You can find me at Muscles and Macros, the number four moms. And there'll be a link on my, on my Instagram or on my Facebook that you can go to and you can fill out a coaching in- inquiry for that. That's great. I love that you're trying to set them up for the long haul. There's nothing I can't stand more. I feel like that didn't make sense, but I think it did. Um, Can't stand more than like these fad diets or like meal deliveries where you get all this like dried, gross food and you have to eat it for the rest of your life, I guess. I don't know. Uh (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves is those like meal prep services, like, are you going to do that your whole life? Are you going to feed your kids that? Like, yeah, I, I have a lot of people, sorry, this is kind of off topic, but a lot of people who like, when they're interested, like, so do you tell me exactly what to eat? Um, while I'm working with you, I'm like, no, I don't. I give you guidelines. I teach you how to eat. Right. Because if I were to just give you a plan, like as soon as you're done working with me, like what are you going to do? If you don't know Mm -hmm. how to create that yourself, you're just going to revert back and probably going to lose all the results that you just worked for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Do you find, and this is again, like I was like, I said, we were wrapping up, but now I'm like, now I'm (laughs) like a dog with a bone about this. But, um, I find this with, so picky eating is very similar, right? Like there's no quick, I can't like, give you the tools and then like they work tomorrow and all of a sudden your kid isn't a picky eater anymore. Um, it's sort of like baby, baby steps. Mm -hmm. And I find sometimes it's really hard to, to, to give that message because there's no quick win. Right. And there are products in the market that will tell you, oh, you'll lose this much weight and I'll give you all the food and you won't have to think. And and all of that. So do you ever come up against people who like just really want that easy, easy path? Yes. (laughs) It's, it's definitely a mental game. And that's what I'm 
I want to help kind of transition the idea that weight loss and you know just getting fit is a quick thing because it's not it's it's hard and if you want true change like you need to be willing to be coachable you need to be willing to learn and apply the knowledge that you learn or it's just it's not gonna stick like you might Mm -hmm. you could you could do a fad diet and lose weight in a month but what are you gonna do the next month like it if you can't stick to something it's not and like is it really worth your time for that that month that you did it yep Mm -hmm. yep all right well I'm convinced I think um I think that that's you know the way to go I if people are listening if moms are listening and they're feeling like they want to get back to being themselves after a baby um to definitely reach out to Michaela because she's going to teach you the right way to do it and the way that's sustainable, not the fad diet way. Exactly. And it's just like, Danielle, you and I have talked about the power of being in a container on this podcast before. And I feel like it's the same in this instance too, is just being around someone who can support you and get you off the ground and get you on the right track and give you the tools so that you can be in it for the long haul. Um, Michaela's doing that in just a slightly different fashion than the way we talk about business coaches and things like that. And I think it's such a worthy way to invest your time and energy to have someone else who's been able to do what you want to do, help you along the way. And so, um, Michaela, thank you for everything you're doing for moms. Um, I know I'm very interested in everything you're putting out there, especially in light of, um, my postpartum body image struggle. So I'll be checking that out too. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.